Here's a question for you. Are profits in your salon or spa more than 5% on average? Do you ever go for a period of time without making a profit at all? Or are you looking to run your business so it gives you the lifestyle and growth potential you really want? Are you going to make it happen today? Or will you just settle for another delay? Come on, you got to make it happen now. Come on, you got to make it happen now. Hey, beauty and barber pros. Welcome to the Business of Style podcast, brought to you by the Beauty Council. My name is Greg Robbins, and today we chat with Bruce Peters, owner of Zazu Salon and Academy in North Vancouver. Bruce founded Zazu in 1992 with one employee. Today, Zazu has two busy locations with a staff of 60. Bruce is a passionate advocate for success and believes all salons and spas should be healthy businesses with profits to grow and thrive. Let's transition over to our conversation now. Hey, Bruce, welcome to the program. Great to have you here. Tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what you do. Well, thanks for having me, Greg. It's a pleasure to be here. It's always great to have a chat with Beauty Council and yourself. Always a great admirer and definitely want to be part of that of the hairdressing community. My name is Bruce Peters from Zazu Salon and Academy in North Vancouver in, in business. Started in 1992 and our, our goal is to do 10, 10, and 10. And that is 10, 10, and 10 means having 10 locations in 10 years doing 10% net profit. And it's ironic that we're talking about profit today. And profit, the 10% net profit is the probably one of the most, in my view, one of the most important pieces because it will drive our growth and it drives salon and spa and the beauty industry's individual growth for a company. And that's how we grow as individuals. And that's how we grow as a company and as an industry, in my opinion. Got it. Love it. Thanks so much. I just love the 10, 10, and 10. I think that's such a, a great a goal to have and really truly to have a, a strong goal is to have a strong end result. So looking forward to all your success there. So let's talk about profitability. And you know, maybe just right off the bat, let's, let's define profitability. Like, What is it just in real simple terms from your standpoint? It's the revenue that you bring in, the expenses that you incur, and then what are you left with? the end result. So revenue, revenue being retail and service sales, expenses being all the expenses, lights, hydro, wages, et cetera, et cetera. And then what are you left with at the end of the day? Got it. Got it. And this, uh, just not to get too complicated, but there are two kinds of profit. There's what's called gross profit and net profit. So maybe we can just talk about net profit today, which is actually really truly with what you're left with at, at the end of the whole year. Is that Would that be fair? Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah, cool. Because then otherwise it can get a little complicated with the other bits and pieces. So yeah, basically, you know, you sell $100,000 worth of goods and services at the end of the year, you've got, let's say $9,000 left over after every bill is paid. That is a 9% profit. Is that a good, easy way to put it? That's a great way of putting it. Yep. Agreed. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So tell us the, uh, why is it important then for somebody who owns a salon, spa or barbershop to be focused on profit? I think fundamentally, if you don't have profit, and it doesn't matter if it's our industry or whatever industry you're in, you can't survive. Profit is will drive your success or not. If you can't have profit, you can't pay for yourself and you can't pay for the people that you work with and you can't be a sustainable enterprise. What what happens to like a salon if, if you're not profitable and, and how long could you possibly be non-profitable for? Sadly, just some st- quick statistics. 
80% of hair salons and spas do not make money. And the industry standard in North America, and I believe in my view, it's, it's global, but in North America, the average salon and spa net profit is free to 6%. So let's just average that out at about 4%. I think it's probably lower. Salons at three to 6% profit and the vast majority of them, 80% of salons don't make money, which is really sad. So as an industry, if we're sitting at 4% or 5% profit, sometimes your money is just better in the bank than opposed to working the hours that we work. And especially as salon owners, we work, we work a lot. A lot of us work behind the chair, we work in the business, and then we have to work on the business. So that could be challenging at best. Wow, that's such an interesting way of putting it because you can put it in the bank these days into some really easy, low risk, low commitment uh, um, things at the bank that can earn you six percent, right? Six and a half percent. So you're actually potentially earning more on an annualized basis, and then you could go get a job at somewhere else. Let's, you know, my battle cry. I, I totally agree. My battle cry in our industry is that we need to be way more profitable in our industry. We need to owners as owners and as managers and as service providers, we need to band together and we need to make more money. We need to be more profitable. It has to, it has to be, and we can't keep thinking, well, four, 4% is fine or 3% is fine. It's not fine. It's something that we need to drive and we need to collectively, we need to all lean into it and we need to all own it. Let's talk about some of the dangers of hovering around a 4% profit margin. What could go wrong? In that scenario in my view if you're sitting at three to five percent you're barely above water like your head is just your your mouth is just out of water the rest of your body is below and if just one little wave comes you're sunk you're going you're going down and it's going to take a while for you to actually get back to floating again if you get to ten percent in my view zero to five percent you're barely treading water you're not actually with with the costs we've seen inflation a lot if you're sitting in that area zero to five percent you're dangerously close to not doing well five to ten percent you know you can afford some some team fun trips you can afford some benefits you know you you can be on top of uh, having fun in the game when you get from 10 to 15 percent that's when sustainable that's when growth can happen that's when great benefits can happen for your team that's when payroll can go up that's when you can be a leading industry salon or spa or barbershop of doing great things. Yeah, so interesting. And also, I mean, just also whenever I hear zero to five percent, my mind wanders over to anything that could happen, like you lose somebody who's a high earner, maybe some of your key clients decide to go to a competing salon or spa, or other factors come along, like your your rent goes up by 20% or something and completely demolishes that very thin margin. That could be really dangerous for anybody, right? Oh, it's, and we see it all the time. This industry is kind of very hop. Let's hop to the next, the next green, the next shiny object, the next salon. You know, this salon will give me fifty percent, or this salon will give me sixty percent. Or I've heard even salons giving seventy percent commission. That to me is insanity. That's that's crazy talk. Yeah, I'm not sure how anybody can survive on that model because that doesn't leave much for the uh, for the operation at all, especially if rent goes up a little bit, utilities rise, insurance, you name it. Well, interest on a debt alone if they have one um, yeah. and may- maybe even a personal loan if that's what you have in your business. Suddenly your line of credit, you know, it was a nice 3% a couple of years ago. Now it's 7, 8, 
So let's talk about what, what can salons, salon owners do to help boost their profit? Just a couple of things off the top of your head that you think are pretty simple and straightforward that anybody could start thinking about and begin implementing in the next, let's say, three to six months. I think in order to create profit for the bottom, we have to decide what is our, our measure that we want to have at the bottom and then work backwards. So what does that look like? So how do we increase our revenue or our top line? How do we increase... Do we do more add-on treatments? Do Are we selling more retail? Are we holding people accountable on our team? And this is, I'm not popular by with a lot of people when I say this, but one of our biggest things that we have to control is our labor. And labor by far is the largest expense of any business. It doesn't matter if you're in the lumber business, the restaurant business, we have to be at a percentage point in our business. And that percentage point has to be in the line with making profit. So. We need to make sure, some, as I said earlier, if you're making, this is my opinion, if you're paying for your staff 50% commission, you're probably very close to not making money. And if you're even making money. Again, I'm not really popular when, when I say that to people, but we have to control our labor costs. So we have to control our commissions or our hourly, however that works. I think that's a big one. So years ago, we had a 50% commission rate. And our books were just, they were not doing well. We were completely eroding our bottom line. And my accountant said to me, either you're going to be out of business within a, a couple of years, or you have to do something about this. So overnight, we said to our team, I'm sorry, I have to, I have to lower the commission rate from 50% to 40%. And no one left and everyone stayed for years, but we made it to a place. We said, do not worry about commission but let's talk about what we can put on your T4. Let's worry about your T4. I'll get your T4 to $100,000 plus. Don't worry about a commission rate. And that's what we've done. We've stuck doing that for 20 years. And we work, we literally work with people right now that make well over $100,000 a year. They're working 30 to 35 hours a week and they're taking two months vacation. And people say, no, that's not true. I can promise you it's very true. It's amazing, actually. When you give people the autonomy and the goal to do it, and we work together, so it's a win-win, win for the company, and win for all the service providers. It works really well. You know, I follow some of your staff on on social media. I don't know; they never seem to be at work. They're always in Paris or Greece, or they're on a beach or on a boat somewhere. So clearly, clearly, uh, it's working because they seem to have a lot of personal freedom and personal adventures and uh, time for themselves. And yet, I'm sure they're working very smartly in your salon. Is that right? Correct. We have a like the old saying goes, we work hard and play hard. So I know a lot of people are going to wonder how on earth can you possibly generate that kind of revenue for your staff when you're dealing with, you know, lower commissions? What's the secret sauce there, Bruce? We all want to know. For the stylist to make 100K? Yeah, or even 80 or something, just whatever they're comfortable with. And and if you're if you're not giving out like 60% commissions or whatever other crazy commission rates you've heard of. My philosophy on success for as a company from all our leadership point of view and from all our staff is fundamentally it's education. Everybody in the company, one of our philosophy and one of our mandates for from leadership point of view is to grow people. So it's growing them personally, it's growing them professionally, it's growing them to make sure that they're always pushing themselves and that we have to believe in people to say, okay, you've got this and what's what's your next goal? What's your next goal? It's a collaborative approach. It's not saying, hey, you need to do this. It's like, hey, let's talk about this. One, how's your life? We need to know how people are personally. We need to appreciate people and we need to make sure that we're working on a goal. What is their goal and is it in alignment with the company goal? And of course, 
when we get back to profitability, the more profitable our staff are or the richer they are or the more successful from a money standpoint they are, let's say, the more profitable an operation is because it doesn't matter. Uh, it's not isolated to the individual stylists. It's actually part of the entire organization. Let's talk quickly about maybe some of the emotions around profit. If you take a look at some stuff on social media and some conversations that I've had personally, there's a bit of a reluctance for people to kind of chase those dollars. They want to practice their craft. They feel that they might be gouging their clients. They're worried about increasing revenues. Uh, They're worried about cutting costs. How do you approach the emotional side of profitability? I think we have to remember that from the people that are sitting fit, sit in our chairs or sit in our beds or sit in, in our at the at our fingers we have to remember they are not our friends that they are a business transaction i know that can sound kind of harsh but no i always say if you're not having a beverage with them or you're not going for a meal with the, your clients they are not your friends and they are to go up if they're going to go up in price they have to go up in price and i think fundamentally we get so caught up in thinking oh my god i can't possibly raise my price for Mrs. Smith. I've been doing her hair for 10 years or been doing facials on her for 10 years and I love her and she's on an income and but we have to. We have to raise our prices all the time and we have to take that emotional piece out. By and large, in my opinion, most people do not come to us. Their motivating factor is it's not about money. It's about an experience and about what they're going to get. And when we do raise prices, I think we think as professionals in this industry, the service providers think that we're going to lose 20, 30, 50% of our clients. And statistically, not even just from from our numbers, but in our industry, we've seen that when you raise your prices, you lose anywhere from six to 10% of your guests, which is actually okay because then you make room for new people. And to your point about raising prices, it's a supply and demand. If you have not a lot of supply, meaning a lot, a lot of time, and you're booked out four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, raise your prices, I would, I would say once, if not twice a year. And find that sweet spot until you've raised them go, okay, I'm not booked out eight eight weeks anymore. I'm booked out six weeks or seven weeks. But I, we should all, we raise our prices here at Zazu. We raise them once, if not twice a year. And business is good, right? Sure. This year has not been a great year for us. I think it's been, we've taken a hit with the, with interest rates and with inflation, people are very sensitive to it. But we still have people that are a major, um, demand that lots of people want to come and see them they're raising as of tomorrow so there's people that are raising again and when we have our, our highest uh, sits at 155 right now and we're we're looking at raising the, those people as well like giving them a growth path what's their next level jump how do we get them up what's their growth path because that's what it's always about yeah that's that's so impressive bruce i mean wow those are great numbers and uh, certainly yeah you're going i think we're all sort of feeling the pinch and it's not just our industry it's everywhere I think we're all eating out a little bit less and the discretionary spending is holding back a little bit. However, um, a lot of the a lot of the signs in the economy are pointing towards actually a, a quote unquote recovery and interest rates seem to have stabilized. So, I mean, why stop? Why stop? Just continue doing what you're doing, I suppose. Right. And um, and, and and let the economy catch up to you. I think this industry we're in a good position in that I don't think we're recession proof, but we're somewhat a little bit recession resistant. People aren't going to go on trips. They're not going to renovate their houses as much. They're not going to buy a new car, but they will come and say, holy Christmas, I need to I need to feel good about myself and I need to get some services done. Well, even more so these days. I mean, what a great opportunity to just do, do a little indulgence, right? I mean, if you can't take that five-star trip off to, uh, to Mexico, why don't you go get a, a, you know, a five-star treatment at your local salon and feel like a million bucks when you walk out? Yeah, exactly. 
I love it. Bruce, I really appreciate your passion around profits. I think there's so much more we could talk about, uh, but I think you've given us all something to think about. And let's shoot for 5 to 10%. Is that a fair number for everyone to take away? Minimum. We can all do it. And if we all do it together, then the consumer isn't going, isn't freaking out as much. Good point. Good point. Because then we all just, a rising tide lifts all boats, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Bruce. I really appreciate it. Hope to have you on the, uh, the podcast again. And uh, thank you once again. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Greg. And um, we look forward to seeing you. Talk soon.